This is Carol Steves, and you're listening to Reality Ranch Podcast. Today is Friday, July 10th, 2020. This is from The Way to Live by Billy Meyer, page 300, number 388. The human consciousness changes continually between clarity and confusion, between logic and unlogic, and between delusion and truth. Certainly every human being who observes and considers the life without reservation must recognize that. However, the changeableness of the consciousness between clarity and confusion leads to the human being living in a state of permanent tension and uncertainty, which surprisingly, however, alternates with knowledge and wisdom when the consciousness is correctly trained and led to the logic. Indeed, the constant uncertainty, as well as the delusions and confusions, allow everything to often appear quite inscrutable and hopeless indeed. But when one looks deeper, then one recognizes that it is the only the arrogant human being thinking itself which constantly causes confusion. If one listens more to the truth and reality and gives these appropriate respect, then it can soon be recognized that, deep in the inner part of one's own nature, powers want to prevail and be released which, in defiance of all uncertainty, again and again create holes and spaces in all the confusion in which immense chances and opportunities for comprehensive changes continually offer themselves, which must only be willingly brought about through logical conclusions and thoughts. My guest today is Bigu Passive member Piali Ganguly. Piali is a wife, a mother, and an independent singer-songwriter. Piali lives in the mountains of North Carolina with her husband and son. Hello? Piali. <laughs> Hi, Carol. How are so- you? So nice to hear your voice. I'm fine. Yourself? Uh, yes, I'm good. I am. I'm. I'm doing well, in spite of all, in spite yes, of everything. In spite of yeah. <laughs> oh my gosh. So, in, when you say in spite of everything, do you mean about the all the world events or something yes. personal? No, no all the world, world events. events. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> So tell me what you've been up to lately. Collaborating with uh, musicians online, you know, I have a new song out, uh, which is uh, which is quite uh, common in the sense that it's got nothing to do with the spiritual teaching. And Gotham, uh, my husband, has been after me. It's like your your uh, songs are too message oriented, and people may not get it. So why don't you just write run-of-the-mill songs? So, but my run-of-the-mill song may not be too much run-of-the-mill song. I don't know. I tried because the music was pretty um, 
it was very nice, but it is something when you listen to it, it's like, oh, I've heard similar, mm -hmm. you know, uh, music like for kind of things. So it was easy and nice. So anyhow, I'm, I'm, I did that. And, uh, and as I said, I also uh, am studying the Geisterslehre. So, and I, in these five years of learning how to uh, translate really well, uh, really well in comparison to myself, you know, as someone who started in 2012 and um, was very, very raw and new and didn't know as to in 2020, Piali, who um, is able to grasp a lot more than she yes. did then. And, and I'm able to, uh, yeah, translate for myself and then study it, you know, on my own. So doing that, and I'm doing other translations for myself, just for mm -hmm. myself. Uh, for, for the sake of practice, you know, for, to understand. So when I put in um, a passage on DPL, I like DPL now instead of um, Google I, I Translate. Too. Yeah, uh, you know they have a program yeah. now, and I don't for America, oh, for the US. Yeah. Right. So yes, I I haven't gone there yet, but but I don't blindly follow that translation because I've learned through the process yes, not to do course. that, and I've. Uh, three simple dictionaries that Vipka said I can use that will be pretty much okay for my own translations. Mm -hmm. And of course, that is the Figu Dict, the Dict CC and uh, the Beolingus. Yes. So uh, so I just use these three. And, now, what uh, were those three? I really, say really, those three again? Go ahead. Piali, I didn't quite catch them. Yes. Uh, sorry. The Figu Dictionary, of okay. course. Um, and then the Dict CC. The what? Uh, dict CC. The Dict CC is um, D as in Delhi, um, I, C as in cat, T as in okay. Tom, dot okay, CC. That's okay. Sorry. Yeah. The, yeah. Dict CC and uh, the Beolingus. Okay. Uh, the Beolingus. Um, yeah. So, so those are the dictionaries okay. that you use. That's, that's good to know. Yeah. Online dictionaries that I use. People might yeah. find that helpful. <clears throat> I use those. Yeah, and um, I believe a lot of people use those and then some of them have, um, uh, you know, translation software that they may, ha may have purchased uh, themselves. I did one. Um, I purchased a LinguiTech, but the LinguiTech does not allow me to insert these three online dictionaries so that I can work offline as well. So in that sense, um, uh, it kind of failed me. Um, and uh, it's not also a very good translator of Billy's German, at least. So I don't use that anymore, but, uh, you know, um, kind of feel a little bad because it's pretty expensive uh, for me. Um, anyhow, but I'm, I'm happy with these three, um, you know, free online services. And um, I get a pretty good gist of what I'm studying and reading. So that itself is very meditative for yes. me um, to do. And so, so I do that. I spend time with my family. And I'm also so very grateful that Gotham, my husband, has, uh, is loving, you know, he's not mm -hmm. a passive member and he's, uh, he doesn't think he's Figu, but he totally uh, loves the spiritual teaching. Uh, so I have ordered almost, I think, all the translated books. Um, so he can certainly you know, read those with me. So we take time over our morning, um, our morning um, tea and uh, home-baked cake. 
there's only one cake I've ever learned to bake. So don't ask me. A lot of people don't like it. That's the, <laughs> that is the that is the fruit cake, and I've been baking that for the past thirty years, thanks to my husband. Okay. And he that's the only cake he'll ever have baked by me. So that's one peculiarity. <laughs> what kind of fruit cake is in it? Our, you know, what, do you, what kind of fruit cake is it? Oh, <laughs> it is. Uh, it's like. Uh, a fruit barish type. Oh, okay. Uh, let's see. It's like, yeah, yeah, sure. Um, I use dates and uh, prunes and uh, cranberry and um, uh, walnuts or almonds. <clears throat> I use, um, uh, what is the other one called? Uh, fig or um, I'm forgetting the other fruit. Oh, so it's a mix of dried okay. fruits. Um, there are some that he likes, but definitely the date and the prune, which he likes mm -hmm. very much. And uh, and I use almond flour. And then there is a Indian flour, um, an Indian baking flour. I forget the name again right now. Uh, oh, gosh. Um, anyhow, there is a thing we got one from the Indian store, and it goes very well with the almond flour. And so um, I use that with egg whites and um, I use a little stevia and the rest of it is um, sweetened by the, you right. know, the fruits, especially yeah. the dates. So uh, that's it. And, um, and just, you know, mix it all up together and this crazy concoction and then just bake it. And it's not that bad. I think I've mastered it <laughs> <laughs> to a certain extent after all these years, mm -hmm. you know. Um, but we enjoy that now. Um, and so it's really lovely to sit with him. I read the German now, and I, I love that I'm able to read the German uh, pretty fluently compared to how I was when I first started. And my husband reads the English, and then the together, together we uh, discuss <clears throat> the three or four pages that we read for that morning. Right. And so every morning we sit down and we do that, and it's a very pleasant occupation. Oh. And he loves it, you know, he just loves that. And um, I've ordered 11 more books, this time all in German because they're not translated. Yeah. And, um, and I took up this humongous task upon myself to, to again, translate them, mm -hmm. you know, um, make the effort to translate the books one by one so that I can read that to Gotham since we enjoy it so much and we've almost come to the... We have another two books left. That will take us another whole year or something. I don't know. <clears throat> but of course, we, you know, and, and reading this once and then again, he would like to go back to it and read it again, you know. And so it's a, it's a really good thing. And then uh, Kostov, our son, uh, when he has his break time from work, he calls home and he says, well, what have you guys read today? Because he knows that you're reading. And so that gives us an opportunity to share with him what we read um, to see how much we ourselves have understood. Because trying to explain to somebody is like, if I haven't understood it, I will not be able to really exactly. explain it. So let me ask so, you, um, you, now that yeah. you're reading the, the teaching in German, mm -hmm. how has it mm -hmm. changed your understanding of the spiritual teaching? You know, um, being that um, even though I grew up in a Hindu family, well, born into and educated and grew up in a Hindu mm -hmm. family, and even though my parents, um, you know, especially my mother, you know, she had her own prayer room and her own little, 
you know, gods and goddesses in her own thing that she did. She never really tried to indoctrinate me into the religious aspect of Hinduism. And Hinduism was more like a philosophy of life. And some of the things um, like about creation, not quite the way that I like to call Billy Edward now because his name is so beautiful, Edward, you know, Edward. And so um, um, the way that he explains it, but we have this thing about creation also in our philosophy and uh, especially in the Upanishads. And, um, you know, listening to various stories and things like that, um, I was always very curious and wanted to know more, but I never received more from anyone because nobody, you know, really knew much anyway, neither did I. But once I have, at this age, you know, so late in my life, when I found the spiritual teaching, I, I feel that some of the things that I'm studying feels very familiar, mm -hmm. you know? Even though it's 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 new and some things are not new and yet so much is new, yes. you know, because it has so many layers, it goes to so it much does. depth, you know, and that's why um, in that I feel has um, really changed um, a lot of prior uh, perceptions that I have had, you know, <clears throat> that I had, and uh, and I seem to understand more that. You know, to my surprise, which I never thought I would I would have understood before, because I have spoken to so many people in the past, especially, you know, the so-called learned, you know, I shouldn't say so-called, they are learned in their own mm -hmm. way, uh, you know, but they never, they, they, to me, their words were like jargons, you know, like complicated, like confusing, mm -hmm. and it sounded too, um, I thought I would always think that, oh, they are too, um, how shall I say, maybe they're too educated and I'm not just that educated mm -hmm. and, you know, I, I don't understand those terms and things like that. Yet Billy's stuff, which is not supposed to be so simple to understand, is actually not so difficult to understand either. Mm -hmm. I don't know, is it because that um, I was never indoctrinated, because I was always searching, um, you know, because I always had questions and many of my experiences uh, needed answers. I don't know what it was, but when I read, it was like so many light bulbs mm -hmm. going off. So, you know, it was so easy for me to discard the whole God concept. Yeah. So easy for me to discard the whole religious stuff. And so easy for me to grasp um, things that he's saying about creation. Do I understand everything? <laughs> no, I don't. There are very, you know, many tough um, concepts and many things that are difficult yes. to grasp, you know, right mm -hmm. away. But I think, you know, once you keep at it and you keep at it, and um, from the books, I'm, I see so many repetitions in almost all the books about certain subject matter that, that it becomes more and more clear as you read it again and again, and many things are repeated. And then you are really forced to think about it. You know, you just cannot just uh, read it and think, oh, it's all sinking in my subconsciousness, so I'm okay even if I don't understand it. No, it's not quite like that. I found my, find myself really, really wanting to know what it means, yes. what it's, you know, what he's trying have to you say. Noticed, you know, have you noticed that when you read something like that, you just think about it and think about it and think about it? <laughs> Yeah, I yeah exactly. It goes round and round my head, you know, absolutely. Yes. And and the the thing that most um, affected me, I mean, of course, you know, throughout my life, I have heard about how thoughts, uh, <clears throat> you know, create your reality. But 
I find that it's it was not really now that I'm studying about thinking, you know, especially <clears throat> the three books put together. Uh, one thing I find about the Maya material is that you, I do not know about other people, but in my case, speaking only for myself alone, uh, which is the only thing I can do, is that I think, uh, I feel from, from studying all these books, is that, that these concepts are not just laid out in one book alone. Like it took me the Arahat Atasada, the might of the thoughts and the psyche to, to glean a, you know, a little bit of in-depth understanding of how the thoughts really yes. work, you know. Um, just one w wouldn't have, and I'm so grateful that I read it to Gotham because previously I tried to read the mind of thoughts on my own, and I just couldn't go beyond a certain uh, few pages. You know, it's like I keep coming back to those few pages again and again and again, and then I sort of gave up, unable. Just like it was just too much for me. But when I started to read aloud to another human being, in this case, mm -hmm. my husband it became a little bit easier. And oh my gosh, I finished the book <laughs> after <laughs> numerous attempts. <laughs> and so many things became clear, yes. you know, through our discussions. And so so that's how it is. So, um, so I wrote a little- Oh, I was just gonna, were you gonna say something else? I don't wanna interrupt. No, just with this, no, no, no. Uh, just uh, with this uh, might of thoughts, I just um, wrote a little summary of my own understanding. Um, oh, that's a great idea. You know, mm -hmm. a, yeah, a little bit I just wrote for our newsletter. And I hope that I didn't write anything that would mislead anyone. So, um, well, you can, yeah, yeah. Yeah. And also, I'm very happy with my current. Uh, you know, Figu uh, interest group here in the Carolinas. And we say Carolinas because um, Selom, he is in um, at the border of South Carolina and the rest of us are in various parts of North Carolina. And, um, and we, I really love my group because uh, all, I'm the only um, female uh, in the group and the rest of them are all men, young mm -hmm. men, um, in their 30s, except for one friend who is in his 60s. Um, but he, he's always busy in his work, so he doesn't, he tries to be with us as much as he can. Many times he is with us. And the others are very dedicated. I love the dedication with which um, this group is formed. And when I came to North Carolina and Solon found out that I was, I relocated here, he invited me to join their group. And I found that Ken, um, Kenneth Crawford, um, he's the one who is fluent mm -hmm. in German. He's just fluent. He can read, write, um, you know, speak, uh, but he's not German. He, I admire that this young man has taken so much time to study so hard. He's self-taught. So his pronunciation may not be 100%, but who cares, right? Um, it's not a, it's quite okay. I think the Germans would understand him just mm -hmm. fine um, if one is not picky, but he's very good. So he, it's a great, um, you know, uh, boon to have him in the group because he helps us a lot with our grammar, our German speaking. And uh, I think that he too will be able to tell me. Uh, he's very well read. So he's got all of Billy's books. Right. And, and and uh, and how did how did you ahead, no sorry. you're fine how did you find the the teaching how did you find all this well um i think i found um uh, my journey is uh 
when I first came to the United States in 1997, we didn't have any computer. So in 1998, Gotham brought us our very first desk computer, home computer. So, and he taught me how to browse. <clears throat> and that's, um, you know, I had to find out about uh, why I was having these out-of-body experiences. What did it mean? I mean, there are various things that people, you know, uh, may have told me, but it never sat mm -hmm. with me. You know, I, I just wanted to know more. Yeah, yeah. Anyhow, so I had these spontaneous um, experiences and other experiences, which, and I needed answers for that, yes. you know. And um, so uh, when we found ourselves in the United States uh, for the first time, and I, I got, you know, that we had our first computer and I was shown how to browse the internet, um, that's when I was, you know, like I, I just like dove in you know, happily playing around, going here, going there, mm -hmm. you know, my eyes are all very big. And I was like a child with a new toy and it was so happy. And, and I found so many things. That's when I first, that's the first time in 1998, I think that I came upon Billy Meyer on the internet, mm. but I went right by because there were so many negatives. Yeah. Like now I see there are so many stories about how people saw only the negatives first, mm -hmm. you know? So, um, Unfortunately, I was one of those people who did not recognize yes. <clears throat> who he was or, or what this was all about. It was like Amazon shopping. You know, it's like uh, you have like um, 10 bad reviews and 12 good reviews. You just pass on by without, you know, thinking about it yes. yourself. That is it really that bad? And then if now, of course, if you read the reviews, uh, sometimes they're very stupid. Yeah. You know, they don't make sense. It's like, why did they even they bother are, to they? write? You know? <laughs> oh my gosh, it's it's just so it's the same way. You know, I mean, I was shopping for UFO information mm -hmm. uh, because I came upon the UFO, um, you know, uh, information which. I immediately got drawn to it and I just knew that of all the things that I found on the internet, including many wonderful new age stuff, I didn't know it was new age at that right. time, but oh my gosh, I didn't know about angels and archangels and portals and um, demons in, in our folklore was uh, quite different from the demons I learned about in the Western, mm -hmm. you know literature and things like that anyhow <clears throat> so oh it was so oh, I even hosted angel workshops mm -hmm. you know and tried to do my level best to connect to an <laughs> angel but I don't think it happened <laughs> I would do anything and, you know to try and get answers I know you're like what am I doing so I tried <laughs> yeah <laughs> exactly oh I, I and then when I was subjected myself to group hip, uh, mm -hmm. hypnosis um I just couldn't get hypnotized. Everybody else was in this la-la land with their eyes closed and I don't know, various expressions. Mm -hmm. And I was just opening my eyes a wee bit to see what everybody else <laughs> was doing. <laughs> and then I said, okay, nothing's happening to me. I'll just come up with a story because I've got a very fertile imagination. Mm -hmm. So so when they asked me, sometimes I would be honest and say I didn't get anything. And sometimes I'd just make up a story and very, very consciously. Yes. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I mean, because I was aware, I knew I was making up yes. a story because I didn't go anywhere. I was very much in yeah. the room. <clears throat> and uh, so, so anyhow, so th those experiences and many others, but I did meet very warm, very wonderful human beings, you know, who genuinely believed in their things. Yeah. I also learned to do the Reiki healing 
for my son when we found out that he was um, autistic. So my search then, all, you know, not just for myself, my search became for COSTOP, mm -hmm. uh, anything to not only learn about autism, but how I could uh, quote, quote, unquote, heal him. Right. So um, all those things. Um, that's so 1998 was the first time I came across Billy Meyer and I just passed him by. Mm -hmm. And then again in um, 2009 or was it 2010, 2000, um, when I, for the first time when I opened up Facebook, I think it was 2009, now I don't remember. Anyhow, one of those two things. There was this guy who called himself Billy Meyer and he was dressed in that Middle Eastern garb, which I know now to be really Billy. Mm -hmm. <clears throat> you know, in the Middle East, that, that photo of him. But I didn't know that. I was wondering, again, Billy Meyer? Who is this guy? And he never said a word to me. He was just there, you know, and I didn't have very many friends at that mm -hmm. time on Facebook. Mm -hmm. And it was a new experience. And I was um, not very comfortable with that whole thing about, and later I found out, of course, that <clears throat> Billy is not on Facebook or any of the internet stuff yeah. and anything that's on the internet is by other people, you know, about him or for him or whatever. Mm -hmm. But he was, but I didn't know mm -hmm. that. He was there, Billy, by again. And so, so when I um, was thinking of doing away with my Facebook page or something, I just deleted him, to, you know, whoever he was. Right. Um, but now I know that whoever he was, he shouldn't have put his name as Billy Meyer and uh, a profile picture of Billy like that. Um, I never found out who that guy was. Yeah. <clears throat> Anyhow, so later again, um, I think in, 20, in, in 2010, I came across, uh, I found UFO TV on YouTube. Now, by now I have found a lot of things on the internet, mm -hmm. right? So um, I've gone through a plethora of things with many of my friends. I even had portals in my house and I had Mother Mary looking down at me and oh, so many wonderful things happened. I just say that uh, with good humor and some sarcasm <laughs> because there were a lot of people Mother Mary looking over me or hovering near me. I had no idea. I couldn't see her. So, and I was not into the Christian thing. So, you know, I, I, I just uh, politely, <clears throat> you know, allowed my friends to to say whatever and uh, let go at that. So anyhow, um, so in 2010, I came across the silent revolution of the truth. That is the, I think that was the defining moment for a lot of uh, people who are FIGO members yes. now. Um, when I listened to that, that video of Michael Horn, really, I didn't even know who Michael Horn was at that time. Right. But that video really just really literally brought tears to my eyes. Mm -hmm. And it was like, oh, my gosh, oh, my gosh. And this is Billy. And I, I, I just had to know who he was. I just had to know what he was teaching. Yeah. I just you know, knew from whatever I could read, all the material that looks extremely genuine, feels very genuine. There's something there. And so I wrote to, I, I searched on the internet and I came across uh, Figo Canada. Of course, I didn't know that was Figo Canada at the time. It was somebody's name. <clears throat> and um, it was related to Figo. And um, I think, I, I'm not sure who it was. Was it Michael uh, Utterbrook or someone? I don't know. I don't um, remember. <laughs> yeah, anyway. No, of course not. <laughs> but someone, anyway, uh, told me that uh, they were in Canada and that uh, there was a group in the United States I could connect with. And that's the first time I connected with the Towards the Truth group, which is now Creational Truth yes. group. 
Um, and of course, that's where I met you and met so many other people. Um, mm -hmm. I became a past member, I think in 2012, and went to meet with, uh, <clears throat> uh, you know, went to Switzerland right. to meet with Billy and everyone else, I think around 20, um, 2013. And it was the only time that I managed to go that too, because Gotham had some, uh, a lot of miles from mm -hmm. his travels, work-related travels. So that's why I was able to go. Otherwise, it would have been very expensive for me to uh, to go there. And um, but I'm, we, I managed, and it was a really beautiful experience. And um, and of course, you know, I started studying the guys mm -hmm. there from there. Um, Vipko came into my life, you know, <clears throat> through Bernadette's uh, request, and uh, the rest is history. And these uh, precognitions, <clears throat> those seem to develop a little bit. I mean, that doesn't mean I can sit down with you and tell you, you know, all about your past life and, <laughs> yeah, and, and sort of, <laughs> you know, access the storage banks and blah, 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 no, none of that. But I, I have premonitions have become yes. more sharp. I can always speak in terms of comparing it to what was before as to what it is now, mm -hmm. you know, um, com you know just comparing with my own past right. experiences as to then and now, you know. So, yes, it has it has made me very peaceful. I don't seem to have those, uh, uh, maybe once in a rare while I would um, erupt. Um, <clears throat> but as soon as I do, I calm down too. And I'm going like, that was not good. I mean, I didn't have to quite respond like that. You know, I could have responded like this. So I see the process happening yes. inside of me. You know, everything being applied that I'm mm -hmm. learning, you know, and that is that is fascinating to observe in myself, because uh, before I never thought about all that. You know, if I got mad, I got mad. Yes. And, and uh, oh, my God, woe to anyone who came into my path of fury and, uh, <laughs> you know, that kind of stuff. And I didn't have to explain to myself or to anyone anything. I always justified mm -hmm. everything. But now those justifications don't matter yes. anymore you know they you just see them for what they it's are like yeah exactly exactly and it's always uh, oops okay and you know you take a step back in yourself and that's helped also in my relationship with my husband we have a very beautiful relationship but it's not the perfect relationship i you know i mean it's 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 how we worked together to come to this point of this this very peaceful yeah. place where the wife is not always flying around, you know, in her temper and the husband is not always frustrated with her or with himself <laughs> yeah. or there are no, yeah. <laughs> you know, <laughs> and all kinds of stuff. And, uh, and uh, the way I see my son, I, I think it's the, the spiritual teaching really um, brought home to me um, many assurances so that when I think back on my life, from when I became aware to how it was, you know, uh, with regard to whatever it is that I remember, you know, I, I can actually see the, the learning curve, you, can you know, see the, who I you, learned from you what. You can see the what? <clears throat> the learning curve. Oh, the learning curve, okay. Yes, you know, um, how it was then. And then I try to, and, and I have a deeper understanding of certain events in my life, you know, how it happened, why it happened, uh, how it has contributed to my personality. Because in the spiritual teaching, you learn everything about, um, you know, how you, um, um, 
you can change um, your your subconsciousness through your thinking. You know, um, like you how you can get rid of um, so much of the junk from yourself yes. if you stick to the meditation, if you stick to the word constructs. Um, you know, and if you really pay and you're thinking about it. It, 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 is, it is remarkable how it works and uh, how much more uh, depth of understanding you have about your own self, you know? Um, so, I'm, so I'm loving all of this, you know? And when I have all of this and I have such a beautiful family, um, such a fabulous son, um, and husband and a simple but a great home in lovely surroundings. Okay, so it's at the middle of the Bible Belt and everybody around me is terribly Christian and, and Trump supporter mm -hmm. and this and that. But it doesn't bother no, me. I have, I have that around me too. You know, initially. I have, you really. Because yeah. I live in a rural area. And, and generally, yeah. that's mm -hmm. right, rural area. Yeah. Exactly, same yeah. here. And, and most of the people are actually very mm -hmm. nice. And uh, and I and and I'm learning how so many things you can make happen for yourself, and some things um, are just going yes. to happen because it is um, it is how you evolve. You know, I just read something just this morning, uh, and, and somebody posted um, is that what would we what are we going to do if we know about our future? You know, how are we going to react to it? How are we going to avoid it or are we going to face it? And uh, sometimes I think uh, th this cognition of when to um, intervene or move away from it and when to allow it to happen is very important to understand because many things just has to happen. Even if you try to move away from yes. it, you cannot because that is important for your evolution. So... You know, like Billy talks about how he knew already that his he was going to lose his hand, yes. you know, but he couldn't do anything. I mean, it has to happen. Then you have a, an evolving question from that. Well, I thought you could change everything with the might of your thoughts. And then you have to think about it. Well, he couldn't change the loss of his hand with the might of his thoughts. Yeah. You know, it was just something that had to happen for him. Yeah. And so, I think that, you know, what, as far as, using the might of the thoughts then when it happens that's when you use the might of your thoughts to deal with it yeah right mm -hmm. exactly yeah and um beautiful thing about the might of the thoughts um you know that i've learned is that there are two different kinds uh two ways that happens parallel to each other or simultaneously to each other before when i was reading all the quotes of uh, from the might of thoughts you know when mm -hmm. i first joined you know the, the friends of billy meyer and all of that and i was reading these wonderful things from either you or rubina or other people you know and and they all felt very wonderful to read and you know it touched me somewhere but i don't think i really had um um the depth of understanding that i am gaining now slowly but surely it's like uh, there is the boomerang effect and then you have which is the life um uh, which is the life um, life uh, thinking, as they call it. And then you have the feeling-based thinking, and the two are a little bit different. Uh, the boomerang effect is something that happens in like a continuous loop. It's like you send out a positive thought, and that thought goes out to the far reaches 
the you know uh, the very edge of the universe and on that course uh, you know when it's hurled out in that speeding uh, to the edge of the universe so to speak um, it also accumulates and collects other thoughts along the way which are the same thoughts that are coming up from other people and it gains a tremendous strength and when it comes back that's when we have to learn how to catch that boomerang and accept the pain with which we are able to catch it because if we are not able to catch it it devastates us and and i'm thinking about this whole boomerang thing and i'm going like oh my <laughs> gosh you know like how is this happening continuously more unconsciously than consciously so how do i make my unconscious conscious to myself so that I, so that i learn how to catch the returning thoughts and it is that strengthening of the thoughts that you know the strengthening yes. um aspect of it that is what Gautam and I call it the phase change is what is the negative or the positive, the opposite of the thought that you sent out where the substance of the thought itself remains the same, but it's just how it comes back to you that is either negative or positive and we have to learn to deal with that. And then it goes out again, you know, you process it, you evaluate it, you learn from it and then boom, it goes out again, you know? And so it's like a continuous loop. Whereas the feeling based is something like, um, I send out uh, a lot of love feeling mm -hmm. um, towards something or someone and it comes back in equal measure back yes. at you. So, so that is the kind of, do things going on so uh, sending out love or emotions feelings is uh, something that's not that hard to understand but the boomerang effect is and it um, is and it's something and i'm I, going like i don't it sounds like you've spent as much time pondering and mulling that over as i have <laughs> it's pretty fascinating isn't it? <laughs> Well, yeah. it is. It's very yeah. fascinating and it worries me because I don't know what the heck I'm sending out. Uh, so <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like, oh my gosh, oh my gosh. You know, so what this has done is it has made me very vigilant about what I'm thinking. And often I find myself thinking about crap stuff <laughs> and I'm going like, oh my gosh, what the hell is that? Where did you get that from? <laughs> and so it makes me think that many times when we are, you know, like um, we're otherwise going along a merry mm -hmm. way and suddenly something very uh, unexpected happens. And then you're going like, you're scratching your head and you're going like, I never thought about that. That was not what I was thinking. Why did it happen to mm -hmm. me? I think that's where the boomerang effect is because it has to align with uh, the subconsciousness. <clears throat> and, um, and that's why it is so important that we meditate, yes. that we uh, meditatively utter those word constructs to change whatever crap we have inside our subconsciousness and to slowly replace it with beneficial yes. things so that yeah. <laughs> I'm going like, okay, if I do beneficial <laughs> things, whatever else thing goes out, it won't be so hard to catch back. Well, but I have horrifying thoughts in my mind even today. So I have to really, really well, work. Well, I think we, we all self. do because of what we're surrounded by and what we've been raised with. And but, but right, I think, you right. know, you can see, and I'm sure just by what you're saying to me about your life, you, you see your life change. I mean, on the outside, it may not look so different, but mm -hmm. you know what I mean, that internal life or right. how peaceful you feel right. or that you don't take um, the words of other people personally or you, you know, your mind. Not your, anymore. I, I do my best. Yeah, so. your mind is quieter. Yeah. Have you noticed that? I have noticed that. It's yes. very quiet. And not only that, like you said, not taking personally, yes. um, 
that is so free yes. you know that doesn't mean that once in a while something somebody says something or writes something I go oops and then i would quickly change and i would say you know i really am not looking at that person i do not know with what tone and yes. with what facial expression or with what energy that person is yes. writing but <clears throat> but we tend to read everything with our own filters yes. you know written communication is the hardest yes. and i know that from my own personal experiences mm -hmm. it's very hard and um so many times i've taken offense and um this and that and others have taken offense but this whole thing um of taking offense actually goes away with the spiritual teaching because i can read it now neutrally and i can say oh okay mm -hmm. so the thing is okay this is presented to me how am i going to react yeah, and even to if it? someone's um, being offensive why? or trying to be offensive you can just look yes. at it and go you can just see okay. yeah it's Let their it stuff that's their stuff yeah. <laughs> exactly yes. and i and i and i find myself not wanting to comment yeah. anymore not wanting to write back anything mm -hmm. anymore and even when i have picked up um my pen or or put my fingers on top on top of my mm -hmm. you know the 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 uh, what do you call it keyboard. the <clears throat> what do you call that <laughs> the keyboard thank you <laughs> yes i was thinking typewriter <laughs> the keyboard uh you know i stopped mm -hmm. and i'm going like no it's just too much yes. you know and it just goes away and and i just replace it with something you know automatically with something beautiful that i studied today um yes. you know or i just would um utter a few ohms to myself and I'm going to go like, I'm not going to allow that inside of myself because um, it's it's not bothering me yeah. anymore. And you know, it just hurts you. And that is, it hurts you. Yes, it only yeah. hurts me. It ends up hurting me more than yeah. the other person. But the fact is that I just don't feel anything mm -hmm. anymore, most of the time, yes. you know? And that is very, very freeing. I can just, and if I don't like something, I can simply, now Facebook, of course, is very easy. I've been deleted so many times, so <laughs> I just, we all. <laughs> so we're all deleting each other, and we're like, okay, I'm sure if we've never met each other face to face, we'll be like, why were we deleting each other? I know, <laughs> I know, know? it can be quite funny so if you can take a step back and look at some of the uh, silly things we all do. Exactly. <laughs> I try to search like who is it who deleted me so I can go and figure out why but now I'm like okay maybe something I've written or uh some of my <clears throat> of course it's something written all the time yeah. on, on on the internet uh, didn't sit well with that person for whatever reason and they deleted me that's fine yes but they're not deleting me me I'm a human being behind all those words and they don't know no, me exactly but my writing may have uh, you know may have uh, <clears throat> uh press the wrong button or something. And it has happened to me too, where I have just totally blocked off that person because I didn't want to hear about Jehovah's Witness when I'm trying to write about creation, yes. for example. Yes. You know, in that sense. So it is so very important to balance both the negative and the positive. And I think this neutral positivity is something I couldn't for the life of me understand. I mean, what is this neutral positive, <laughs> neutral positive thing? And how do I do the neutral positive thing? Either I don't like it or I like it. How do you do yes. this? <laughs> and, uh, you know, and how can you not be a Pollyanna? Or how can you be no da 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 da? So all these things were going on. I was reading so many things from everyone, but it, it took a while to, for it to speak inside me, the, the understanding. And I think that neutral positive thing is all about uh, weighing the, the the pros and the cons, you know the you know in any situation, 
everything cannot be 100% yes. bad or 100% good. There has to be something uh, of both. And the moment you understand and you sort of get the cognition from both aspects, it neutralizes itself and you don't feel that emotion anymore. Mm -hmm. You know, you can just be peaceful about it and let it go. I think that's what it is. And maybe that's how you garner the, the wisdom that goes inside, however. So mm -hmm. I think that's what it is. That was, that was very learning. nicely put. <laughs> that was very nicely put. And, you know, tell me a little bit. I, I'm just curious about what it's where it's like where you live. Where I live is very beautiful. Again, it's ha it has its positives and mm -hmm. negatives. The negative is that the cabins are a little bit too close. The what? To each other, and so the cabins, the mountain okay. cabins. So our cabin is a little bit close to two of our neighbors on each side. So when they do any work in the garage, it makes a lot of sound, and I. And the positive side is that it's absolutely gorgeous with all these gentle mountains surrounding us and it's completely forested. Um, and our views are not obstructed by any homes um, on either side, uh, you know, and uh, it's just very lovely. And we can see the Milky Way on a very clear and beautiful night. So um, I was overjoyed to see the Milky Way over our house. Um, quite a number of times. This summer, I haven't seen it yet. It's too much humidity and a lot of rain. Oh, another negative is uh, too many insects <laughs> in the summer. So I can <laughs> hardly go out, you know, except really mm -hmm. early in the morning or late at night. Um, <clears throat> but it's okay. You know, you kind of live through the seasons. and uh, But you can see the seasons because we have these uh, very big windows. It's like bringing nature in. And uh, you can really see the season pass by. It's absolutely gorgeous. So these are the positive and the negatives of where we live. But it's a beautiful place. Really beautiful. That's so, that's, it sounds really that's nice. A, yeah. and, um, you, how long have you guys been there now? How many... Three just three years three years now. and yeah it must be very different so, than living in california oh yeah where well, we lived in north carolina oh, before near right. asheville yes up on the mountains yeah and uh of course we loved it there because you could have you see 360 degrees around you almost and uh you know layers and layers of mountains you know it's just so beautiful and you never saw your neighbors so when we had to go to california and i saw all these bare mountains and all these houses stuck to each other i just uh -oh. cried for two mm -hmm. years you know it's like where did you bring <laughs> me where did you bring me but then <laughs> i uh -huh. want to go back oh uh, but then, uh, but then we took uh, we took some time off, and we actually traveled the entire length and breadth mm -hmm. of California, and that's when I fell in love with that beautiful. state. The beauty yeah. is, oh, it's excruciatingly beautiful. I use that word excruciating because it's so beautiful. The the coastline, the mountains, mm -hmm. and everything. Um, are the people as open as people think they are? Actually, not. You know, um, they can be pretty mm -hmm. close minded, and. Um, and all that. And the good thing is that because we've already lived in the East Coast, it was kind of uh, interesting to see how um, the West Coast people don't want to have anything with the East Coast. The East Coast people don't want to have anything to do with the, with the you know, the West Coast people. They So uh, they each sort of uh, don't kind of like each other. And we've been in the Midwest, too. So 
uh, you know, I thought, why not? You know, I mean, what's wrong with you people not liking each other like that? I mean, this is your country, isn't it? I don't so quite understand that. You should either. be able to I don't appreciate all that. Yeah. You should be able to appreciate, exactly, appreciate mm -hmm. every single state. They're so yeah. beautiful. They're, they're gorgeous. They're so different from one another. So, what is this whole thing about, oh, East Coast? Oh, my gosh. They're like all, you know, rednecks. Yes. And the rednecks are like, oh, my God, California, the West Coast, oh, my God, they're so uppity and so snobbish, you know. I'm going like, oh. I know. You see <laughs> just that, don't that get rivalry. Oh, you see yeah. that rivalry everywhere yeah. in everything. <laughs> everywhere. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm a little uh, tired yeah, of that. I, I so. know. Same here. I just, you know, I, I long for the day when we all just accept each other for the human beings that we I are. Know. <laughs> I know. And then the other day, Gotham and I was I was like, I'm called constantly saying, oh, you know, when you read about how the Playarans live, I just want to go and live in a place yeah. like that, blah, blah, blah. And then the other day, we suddenly realized, you know, at their level of evolution, I'm we're sure that they also have immense yes. challenges because they're still in a human body. Maybe they don't have the wars. Maybe they don't yeah. have the crimes against humanity. They don't have those things. But I think it is incomprehensible oh, yes. to us because I we're not the there. And we see from our, we yeah, like we see from our, our eyes. What? <laughs> yeah, like, yeah, it's like they have their immense challenges to evolve, you know, with. So well, I don't think that I want like, to. Yeah, I yeah. either because it would be way over my head. I already know that. <laughs> right. Yeah. Right. As beautiful as it sounds. Um, yeah. In fact, right. Ram asked Billy if he would tell him a little, a bit, little bit about what he writes for the play R, and he goes, "You wouldn't understand it." Mm -hmm. <laughs> right. He just told him. Right. And I, as soon as he told me, he asked him yeah. that. I knew what. Billy, I already knew the answer. <laughs> right. Exactly. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Exactly. And so. So we're trying to uh, romanticize yes. their way of living because they don't have wars or they don't have this yeah. or that. Um, it's probably not the right way to look at things, no. yeah. <clears throat> you know. And um, and we have our challenges. Yes, uh, we have to uh, brave them and go through with them. And uh, and that is how I am actually um, trying to eliminate my own fears. Yes. You know, as a as a human being of color living in a very white, very religious part of the country. Um, and um, with all these uh, divides, and we have, we have people who belong in clans who are very, like when I drive mm -hmm. out of my mountain, they are, there are Confederate flags oh, hanging really? everywhere, you know? And, wow. <clears throat> oh yeah. And, um, and, um, and they're all Trump and Pence. Oh, um, you know, thing and and then of course uh, all of that. There are a few people who are not like that, but they're not in my neighborhood. Well, Piali, have you, so, so then I have to have you experienced a yes. lot or any uh, uh, discrimination living in the U.S. Uh, I actually um, experienced that when we first came to North Carolina um, in two thousand and five from the mayor of Canton, which is not even a hamlet, it's like a dot somewhere, but they call it Canton City. So <clears throat> I was working as a massage therapist because I was a licensed, um, nationally um, uh, registered mm -hmm. licensed, uh, licensed massage therapist. And so my chiropractor gave me a space to 
give massages according to how he would tell me to give them because those are the areas that he right. was going to work on, you know. So, um, and of course, I wear my wore my Indian, uh, you know, clothing because that was very free flowing yeah. and easy for me to move when I was mm -hmm. giving the massages instead of pants. I've never liked wearing pants for some reason. Well, you weren't raised, um, raised and I don't wearing think them, were you? Huh? You weren't. Oh, yeah. In India at my time also, people oh, wore jeans, okay. they wore pants, skirts, everything. Um, but I also wore them when I was uh, in college. Uh, but as I grew, I preferred the flowing, loose clothing yes. around me. And um, anyhow, so, um, and my chiropractor was very nice. His name was Dr. Himmel, but he was very disconcerted because there was another, another chiropractor in that one building uh, just opposite to him. And in between the two of them sat the mayor of Canton. And apparently the mayor at that uh, chiropractor didn't want me in Dr. Himmel's office. They wanted me out. And they kept pressurizing him. And my doctor didn't understand why they were behaving, so he put it down to racism. And then there was this other neighbor at the top of the mountain. Every time when it, when it snowed, I, you know, he uh, sort of took the, he shoveled everybody's driveway, mm -hmm. so kind, so very Christian. But what he did with the snow was he came and he dumped on my driveway. Oh. And so then, I, yeah, so then I had to ask somebody else to come um, and help me with that because I couldn't go out anywhere because it was so high, high, high. So and those are the little things that I experienced and the people were a little stiff. But then I had other people too who were actually very kind to me. And most beautiful thing about staying there was that my son who was, uh, who was bullied by his teacher in Michigan where we lived for about a year, um, he started to heal. And the school... Um, um, close to where we were in a, in a place called Waynesville. Uh, it was a wonderful school with a great teacher and they totally embraced uh, my son in. And so he started to heal. So, so the other thing was uh, in California. So in California, of all places, in Northern California, when we first came into the state, we, we stopped at a restaurant on a cliff. I think it was a cliffside restaurant or something. And oh, there was this um, there was this total coldness from the uh, servers. You know, we we found that when we ordered our meal, um, they were serving those guests who were coming much later than us. And we were sitting there for an hour and there was no meal. Mm -hmm. There was nothing. Whereas when the others came in, and we were the only people of color. Everybody else was white. So they were getting all the food and very quickly, except for us. And so finally we got our food and the behavior was not good. So, and the last time I, was, I faced that was just before coming back to North Carolina was when I was going to a shopping mall. And um, I unfortunately was not paying attention. And I got, um, I, I, um, got in the wrong way and was trying to back out the wrong way without realizing till there were cars behind me right. honking and i had to turn my car around when i realized so oh, i was so embarrassed i couldn't understand how i could be so <laughs> stupid uh, but i tried to turn my car around and the the woman who was driving she was an elderly lady and uh, she was mm -hmm. just behind me when i she just like, rushed right next to me showed me the finger and um and go back to where you came from. Oh. And my windows, 
I, I, before I could answer anything, she she just zoomed past me. I almost wanted to go after her and give her a piece of my mind, but I had my son in the car. So I said, nope, I'm just going to go back home and yeah, chill. Yeah, and like it, like it <laughs> you wouldn't know. do any good anyway, you know. <laughs> yeah, right. But I, I think I managed to shout something back to and I said, why don't you go back to where you came from, from wherever that is. <laughs> you know? But I don't think she heard me because uh, I was stumbling in my total mm-hmm. speechlessness and, and um, anger at what she said. Anyhow, I came back home and I, you know, all that stuff. So, yes, just a little bit. And uh, you can generally feel from some people, but I really don't yes, care good. because I'm an American citizen. Even though I was not born here, I chose this home together with my family to yeah, be my home. Yeah, you've been here a long time, haven't you? And, yes, uh, 20 years and counting. That's a long so, time. I'm sure. Yeah. 23 years, actually. Um, and, uh, you know, there's a lot of story behind that, but but for me, I feel like I'm a world citizen. I mean, why can't I just make any place yes. my home as long as I am following the rules and regulations of that particular mm-hmm. place? Uh, because the world is my home. So why can't I yes. be that way? So anyhow, since here is where my husband worked so hard, paid his taxes, did everything, he decided that uh, we might as well just stay here. And because Kostov was born in Japan and he was growing up in the United States, he's never been to India. So, and with his, the way he was being brought up and with his autism, and given that India is just beginning to become aware, at our time, it was still not aware of those things. And he would not get the opportunities wow. and the services he's receiving here. We thought, well, it just makes sense to put everything together. So, uh, so I'm as much American, I feel, we feel, as anybody else. Yes. So uh, so I don't take, um, you know, um, offense anymore to anybody saying anything to me. And besides, I've tried showing the finger back, and I always ended up showing the wrong finger, <laughs> so I gave up. <laughs> I well, just gave up. It's good we can laugh about these things, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, absolutely. absolutely. So many experiences, know. you know. And, and I think, you know, even... And I think it's it's part of the evolution that, you know, eventually people understand skin color is just that, skin color, you know. Exactly. But, but exactly. all of us, I think, have experienced um, discrimination for some reason. You I know, think because so. We're yeah, it's female, not just that. I've got yeah. because I'm female, yeah. you know, or because we are from somewhere or our accent or the way we look mm-hmm. or... And eventually, something or the other. It's not just the people of color who have, they have been the most part, but I have uh, wonderful white friends who have faced discrimination from other people of other colors (laughs) because they were white. And I've experienced Because even though. subtle, but uh, I I noticed it, you know, and I didn't take it personally. I just thought, well, it's too bad. Mm -hmm. You, You don't know who I really am because if you did, you might not feel that way. (laughs) but who knows (laughs) and you know yeah and also the social teaching you know I mean and that's another way that it changes us you know you don't see the color anymore it is so important to to realize which I realized is that what I'm judging is the action of the person maybe the word of the person but I cannot ever judge the human being behind Mm -hmm. it because even in the worst 
person, there is that part piece of creation in them. So every time I think about that, I step back because uh, do that. Does that mean that you know that I I <clears throat> I sort of uh, condone that behavior or those words? Absolutely no, not. Of course not. Yeah. But but um, but how I react to it, or who I who I um, become because mm-hmm. of it, uh, that is up yes. to me. You know how I do it. So, yeah, the spiritual teaching, I, I think that I also find that there are a lot of, a, a lot of Figu um, members or pro-Figu, you know, who are, who may not be Figu, but love the Maya yes. material and, and study it on the uh, Many among them are too focused on the prophecies, predictions, the, the beam ship, uh, the beam ship technology, yes. uh, you know, everything else but the spiritual teaching, which is the very core of yes. the mission. The very core of what Meyer is trying to trying to share, you know, trying to hone, you know, well, I say hone it into us, but not really, but trying to tell us, yeah. you know. And I think that without learning or without really paying attention to that, everything else is quite meaningless. Because what am I going to do with the, learning the technology of an uh, of an extraterrestrial technology or any of that, no matter how big a scientist or how much scientific interest I have, et cetera, et cetera, if I don't understand the spiritual aspect of anything, because I don't think that technology is going to go too far without <clears throat> understanding the spiritual aspect of life. Yes. And I think that, um, you know, otherwise, how do you, man- how do you sort of navigate with your thoughts your beamship. I don't think you can do that without spiritual evolution at all, no matter what. No, I agree. So, and, and what you just spoke, so, and I, I, you just echo, you know, my observations and observations of other people too, that it's so mm-hmm. easy to get caught up in, the, in that technical stuff when really it's, it's about learning how to live. Exactly. And, how to, how, yes. yes. So true. And to so very respect true. Respect nature, and <clears throat> you know we've got yeah. such pressing issues um, mm-hmm. on our planet that are immediate, that are right in our face. Exactly. Yes, and we have to deal with it. right. And human interaction. Yes. You know, it's like um, I find that I cannot look down on anyone. Who had who does not have uh, the slightest cognition of what I have come to learn? Because I have no right to do that. Because once upon a time I was there, yes. so I just somehow got lucky, or I don't know, maybe it's my evolution mm-hmm. or whatever it is that I'm so lucky that I found it. Even if it's very late in life, I found something that finally that actually speaks to me. That and you know, when you face the truth, there is no turning back from no. it. I cannot turn back to what I learned before, but have they not contributed to to my um, uh, sense of self to to this human being that is called Piali? Absolutely, I think it has contributed every every minuscule experience, every little thing in my life has since the time I was born up until this moment have contributed to who I am. So that's why I I don't have to agree anymore. 
uh, you know, because I have a little bit more understanding than from before. But neither do I have to look down on anyone, nor do I have to speak, you know, or or sort of uh, feel superior to anyone, which is uh, which is another way to feel inferior, actually. So um, I don't have to do that. <clears throat> I, I just let them be, you know, I, I, I just fine, you know, it's, it's okay. I, I feel like I have an understanding and I always say, well, you have the part piece of creation in you. So someday, if not in this lifetime, you too will, you know, uh, come on the same page as, as those of us yes. who are on that page. Yes. So that's, that's the kind of, um, and I think that's the real meaning of compassion. And the other thing is that I've noticed is that uh, now Billy as the prophet, as the Bansruth, um, um someone who's yes. uh, extraordinarily um, developed in, in the spiritual matters um, in any way, um, you know, as the prophet. Now he is he is okay to to sort of scold us through his writing uh, us in the sense you know humanity as a whole and and give us all the things he can say you know all kinds of um words you know i forget some of the very uh, colorful ones something like that yeah <laughs> uh, or infallible or whatever yes. What disturbs me is that some of our figure friends have come to use that language against others yeah. when they're speaking. I, I know. And very out of place because they are not in the same place as Billy and they cannot, uh, it, not that they cannot use it, they can, but it doesn't come off right. It actually comes off as pretty offensive and, you know, like I am more knowledgeable or I know it all rather than you do. You know, that kind of uh, thing. Or they try to have too much of a serious face, yes. you know, like no humor left in them anymore. Yes. And they forget that there is a difference between being rude and being direct. Yes. That is very yeah. um, disturbing to, to, to see. And because I have also been there at one time, I recognize it. I really do. It's a very humbling. Okay, I use the word humble. I know that what Billy says about humble. I'm not humble like that. But, you know, what I'm trying to say is, okay, it's a very modest yeah. feeling. <laughs> to, to understand that, you know, okay, lack of the English uh, language, whatever. Uh, bad habit of saying it's very yeah. humbling. <clears throat> but um, what I'm trying to say is that it is very interesting to watch myself recognizing that pattern also in others and recognizing that that is not the right way to address another human being. You remember how we bend back and forth about sugarcoating things? Yes. I think that there is a difference between sugarcoating something, um, you know, which which can go very badly out of control of the good human mm -hmm. nature. <laughs> now that I know mm -hmm. what that means, okay, aus Artum, okay, and um, um, oh, it's so nice to to have one word in my memory at least <laughs> and be very careful about that. <laughs> <laughs> and, and uh the um and it's quite another thing to to be direct without being rude yes you know and i think that a lot of people confuse those two things and they're like well if you can't handle the truth then you know it's on you well are you really telling me the truth and how are you telling me the truth i think that many things about billy's writing is 
is not to take it at, at face value because you're not supposed to. You're supposed to really delve deep yeah. and really understand and form, you know, and, and understand how to speak to people, how to develop your communication skills. Mm -hmm. If you really want somebody to get your point of view, you have to know how to get it across without sugarcoating, by being direct, but without being rude. Yes. And I, and I, I see you know? the same thing. And I, I think that sometimes people even use it as an excuse to use Use it as a club mm -hmm. to get someone else over the head with it. Exactly. Yeah, yeah and, and that's not right. Mm -hmm. So those things I, I observe and I am careful mm -hmm. that I don't end up doing the same yeah. thing. You know, I, I really like my silly, stupid self. And I'm very grateful that I've come across this material. It makes me think. It makes me work on it. Mm -hmm. And I'm just... Um, you know, um, more concerned with how I develop as a human being because apparently, well, not apparently, I think this is true, that in doing so, I'm probably helping or contributing to the development of the next personality because oh, it's absolutely. all going to go yes. into, my, into my spirit form, into my, uh, you know, consciousness, overall consciousness, and uh, all of that thing will help the next personality. Yes. So the moment I understood this, I thought I better get my act together because I don't want to end up in the same mess. I mean, I don't want the next personality, not yeah, me, no, but me. the next personality to end up in the, well, yeah, so the, the same don't mess. Don't you think that um, because we know the future <clears throat> that we've created is not going to be very pleasant for a while, that our no, future right. personalities will need to deal with this very harsh reality Absolutely. that's coming? So true, yes. and that is such a tremendous responsibility right yes. now on this personality yes. called what names we are called by in this personality. Yes. So that when we understand what a huge responsibility we are, we have on us, we've taken on. Yeah. Um, it's not just about shouting at the top of our voices about overpopulation and climate change and all of that, because that is very, very important. No doubt about it. We have it we have to let people know but even more profound and huge is the responsibility of how the next personality is going to deal with this world because it's not going to stop overpopulating no. and doing all the damage in one lifetime so thank you for listening to this latest edition of reality ranch podcast the music in this podcast was vocalized by Piali Ganguly. Until next week, Salome.